Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you are here. Hope you're not sick of me yet because it's Friday, July 30th, and you guys, the Olympic wrestling competition begins tomorrow night in Tokyo, and I could not be more excited. Feels like this week has dragged even if only a little bit as the first part of the Olympic Games have unfolded. Also had the NBA draft, had the MLB trade deadline, just a lot of stuff going on in the sports world. Um, But the Olympic Games have been pretty fun to watch. I'll be honest, the the little action that I have been able to catch, the swimming, the gymnastics, watch a little bit of archery, some softball, soccer, basketball, yes, even ping pong, which I think is pretty entertaining at the Olympic level. But the fun is going to continue through this next weekend, um, this next weekend and all of next week um, with track and field now underway. And of course, wrestling is going to get started tomorrow night as well. We've had two previous episodes here to get you ready for all the wrestling action. On Wednesday, we heard from the men's freestyle team. Yesterday, we heard from the women's freestyle team. Today, we're going to hear from the Greco squad, a four-man team with loads of potential. At 60 kilograms, you've got Ildar Hafizov, 67 kilograms, Alejandro Sancho, 87 kilograms, kilograms John Stefanowitz and 97 kilograms G Angelo Hancock. All four guys did a Zoom interview with USA Wrestling just like their freestyle peers to preview the upcoming Greco competition in Tokyo. They talked about expectations, being in Japan, what they hope to prove this week, their own individual journeys among other things. It was A little bit of a shorter conversation but still a great one and I've turned it into a podcast here for you guys today. Uh, Same warnings that I gave you before the last two episodes. Uh, We are dealing with international internet connections here. So there are a few moments where the Zoom audio is a little bit wonky. Um, And second, all four guys are literally sitting in the same room together. So sometimes you'll hear them pass the computer around as reporters ask questions. But that is what's on tap. Let's cue up that intro music and we will hop to it. I appreciate you guys tuning in today and all week. And I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Wrestling Greco-Roman Olympic team pre-Olympic press conference. We've got our four team members with us. Eldar Havasov, who is a two-time Olympian. He wrestled for Uzbekistan in 2008. We've got Alex Sancho, who is a U23 world team member. This will be his first Olympics. John Stefano is a 2019 world team member, a Marine. Alex and Eldar are also in the Army. And this is his uh, John's first Olympics, as well as Tracy Hancock. It's his first Olympics. He's three-time World team member in 2016, junior world bronze member. So you guys can um, start dropping your questions in the chat and we'll get started. We'll go to Colin or Colton Powden, who has a question for John Stefanowicz. You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Hey there, John. It's actually Butler. How are you doing? Am I unmuted? 
Can you hear me, John? Um, yeah, it's Mike Hofstetler from WGAL. How you doing? Doing well. Um, good to hear. Um, wrestling in front of people, can you address what that's going to be like with no crowd? And secondly, how your training in the Marine Corps will probably and hopefully give you an advantage uh, when it comes to that, uh, just uh, the development you've had in the Marine Corps and how it might help you uh, deal with having no crowd, uh, no real energy in the building. Mike, I think uh, our, our change in the dynamic of, of having those fans not be in attendance is something that we could have forecasted. And I, I don't believe it, it came as a huge, you know, in, insurmountable obstacle that we were, you know, not anticipating on having. But, uh, you know, whether it's the Marine Corps or, you know, the Greco-Roman program uh, in, in general, our ability to adapt and overcome from, you know, these nuances of, of adversity here and there and across the way, whether it's traveling, uh, you know, the situation that we have with COVID-19 right now and, you know, the training environment uh, and the list goes on and on, but our ability to continue to adapt, overcome from that has, it's been, uh, you know, use of teamwork and our network and our ability to continue to lean on one another. Okay. Thanks. Good luck to you, John. Thank um, you. We'll stay. Hey, Rob. Rob Rose. Hey, John. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, yeah. So we uh, we talked before you, we headed out, and you know, obviously, you said excited, kind of dream come true, being there with the travel. What's uh, so far? Obviously, I haven't got on on the competition yet but what's the experience been like uh you know actually being there and being around the other athletes you know part of team usa actually on site at the olympics so far it's actually been really great but i think that is us being able to be secluded from uh the, the hyperactivity of action that's going on over in the olympic village right now right now we are uh placed in uh, nakatagawa which is a small city approximately three hours southwest of southwest west of uh, Tokyo so our ability to be able to come out here we're secluded it's as close to a bubble uh, you can possibly ask for you know we're in a hotel right now uh, amenities are great and top-notch everything that we need we have the ability to go outside uh, training environment is you know as best as what we could ever you know hope and ask for in the situation that we're we're in right now but you know, hotel is just us there's no other guests um, food is you know being prepared to everyone's dietary needs. So it's actually really great. Uh, Maybe a blessing, a silver lining, as a matter of fact, with us being out here instead of down in the uh, Olympic Village. All right, we'll move on to Chris with USA Today. Yeah, um, for Ildar, I know that you uh, Emigrated to the U.S. about seven years ago. What has this journey been like for you? And uh, you know, just being back on the Olympic stage with a different flag, representing a different flag now. Oh, it's um, it's been an honor uh, to represent our country now. Our country, army, representing our team. Um, it's a huge honor. And our my journey was was actually fun. Uh, joining army. I've been in army for six years now, representing country, representing our team. So it's definitely different than it was before than uh, when I was representing Uzbekistan. 
We have a question that was in the chat. This is going to be for Ildar as well as Alex. How did you end up in the army and how has your training prepared you and what does your job look like in the military? So I um, figure out like 2014, I figure out the army has the best, um, best like uh, team for Greco-Roman wrestling. So I talked to the coaches, they helped me out to get in. Um, I passed my ASVAB, I passed like army, uh, basic combat training, AIT, and then uh, this is how my journey started with the whole process. So, and after, I think the same year, 2015, I won nationals and started representing the United States. How has it helped you prepare? You know, it's like, when it's the best teammates, best guys and you wait all the time training with you, it definitely helps a lot. So we push each other every day. Well, we'll turn it over. Same question for you. Uh, okay, yeah. So I enlisted 2018. Um, I went to school at Northern Michigan University and I trained at the Olympic Training Center for about a year. Um, I, it was, it's been a great journey for me. Um, you know, I finally, you know, pulled the trigger and made the team. Um, you know, hats off to WCAT. They definitely pushed me over the edge and allowed me uh, with all the tools that I had there. To, to make this team. So I'm very grateful for that. And it's been an honor and a blessing to, to represent Team USA and Team Army. We'll go to Paul Klee, who has a question. Tracy, how you doing, man? Doing well, how you doing, Paul? Doing really good. You you said before that uh, our guy TC, he, he kind of changed your life, shaped your life. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, uh... <clears throat> He's the first person that actually ever introduced me to Greco-Rome. And, and then, um, you know, now here I am with the privilege of being on the Olympic team. And actually, before I met T.C. Dazzler, this actually wasn't even a dream of mine. So to, to meet a man that not only inspires and invokes this type of uh, this dream in your life, but can can guide you and make this happen for you, is it's, it's a blessing beer that I, can, I, can, I can't even explain. So I'm just extremely grateful for T.C. Dazzler and what he's done for me thus far. And Fountain, your city that you came from, you know, it's they've had a lot of players. They've had a lot of good athletes, man. Right. But it's not it's not the easiest place to come out of. How, how did that place kind of shape you into what the man you are now? Uh, you know, it's I think it was a curse and a blessing for sure, because, they, you know, if I wasn't in this environment, I wouldn't have been blessed enough to go down the, the trials and tribulations that I did to come across a great man like T.C. Danzler. But also, I don't think that if I if I came from a place, I guess I wouldn't have. Uh, Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have had the grit or the toughness to, to make it here when I got here, right? Thank you. No, thank you. All right. Well, we have a follow-up question for John. Um, it's on family. Hey, John. Um, yeah, I know you were home recently. Uh, how tough is it to leave those two little boys of yours and your wife? Uh, leave home and uh, even your mom not being able to come out and watch and support you in person. What kind of things did your family tell you when you left? Well, I think it's gonna be a little more quiet without them here. Um, no, straightforward, but it, it's definitely been difficult. I, I keep actually right before this interview, I was, uh, I was having a, a video chat with, uh, with both the boys as they, they get ready to turn into the night. 
And every day it's one of those things where you have to remind them what I'm doing here. And, you know, it's another day closer to, to being home, but it's not the first time uh, being away. It's something that we've, I think everybody at this table has had to, you know, deal with this is, you know, you leave home, you have to have your, your loved ones that have supported you and been your support system this entire journey. And, you know, I, I said it before, and I think it's something that we have to understand is, you know, it's, is their dream come true as much as it is anyone else's? They were there from the beginning. They were there through the ebbs and flows. They were there for the victories. And we're going to be able to come over here. And everyone knows when you make the team, you want to be able to watch your kid or your, your husband or your spouse, or your dad or someone wrestle or compete at the pinnacle of their sport. Um, it's, you know, obviously without being able to experience that, it's, it's going to be a missed opportunity that we're always going to have to we're always going to have to look back on and wonder and, and see what it could have been like. Now, I mean, without taking any credit away from anyone else, the Olympic Paralympic Committee's already reached out. They have our, our family members and our friends, um, a few of them, at least a handful, uh, heading down to Orlando for a watch party that the uh, NBC and the USOPC is putting on for them. So it's a consolation prize um, nonetheless, but it's still going to be uh, you know, an experience that we won't be able to have. And what kind of training you did for that at uh, AIT? Oh, my my MIS is 88 Mike Motor Trans Operator. Um, so the, they basically will learn how to drive three types of vehicle. So it's pretty much it. What kind of training did you do um, for that at AIT? Learn learn how to <laughs> learn okay. how to drive. Okay. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> Okay. Also, same question. What's your MOS? Hello. Uh, my MOS is 31 Bravo, which is military police. Uh, pretty much like civilian law enforcement nowadays. Um, giving out tickets, making sure you know the law on base. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much that's it. Being a police officer on base. Tracy, Chris with the today has a general question for the group. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, uh, I know John talked earlier about being in a bubble and the precautions. Will will you guys be staying in the Olympic Village when the competition starts? And you know, we're... sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, go ahead. That's the first question. Uh, no, we we won't be staying in the Olympic Village. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of give and take with that. We also won't be allowed to go to the opening ceremonies. And so, uh, you know, that, that's just one of the things that comes with the deal, you know, and like we knew in advance, as John was saying, that some of the, the parameters we'd have to work around with COVID-19. And the fact of the matter is, is, does it come down to, do you want to be seen or do you want to get your gold medal for your country? And so, you know, when we break it down, it's just much more honored to be here and to be able to compete for the greatest country in the world than it is to, to be seen by the world stage, right? Right. And then I guess for, for Ildar, somebody who, uh, did Ildar, did you stay in the Olympic Village when um, when you competed in previous games? And will you miss that experience at all? Right now, it's a different, different experience, dude. So right. pretty much don't care about Village and stuff. It's like, I want to represent country, want to wrestle well, you know, win, win a medal. I, I don't care about the environment, what's going on inside, outside. It's, it's not, doesn't matter right now. Um, Olympic experience in the village is, is different. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I already done it before, so I know 
what it is. But for for the other guy, for the other athletes, maybe it's meaning something else. But for me, it's nothing. Yeah, Alejandro. Uh, I mean, given everything that I know, you're from South Florida. Everything that's going on in Cuba right now. You know, what are you, what are your that and um, yeah. What's going on in Cuba? Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my family's, you know, they're all from Cuba descent. Um, so they're, they're, they have a lot of strong feelings for that. Um, I can't comment on that since I'm in the military. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel for them, you know, I hope everything works out over there. Thank you. Any other questions for the athletes? If not, we'll give you guys uh, an opportunity to talk with head coach Matt Lindland. All right, I'm unmuted. There we go. All right, whoever's got a question for Coach Lindland, take it away. Thanks, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, Matt. Okay. This is Rob Rose from the York Dispatch. I don't remember, but we talked uh, a year ago for a story about uh, John Stefanowitz after he had won uh, Pan Am Games. Um, and, and you kind of just talked to me about, um, you know, his his ability, kind of like warrior mentality. Could you talk about what you've seen from him, his progression from when you kind of first saw him to, you know, to now being someone who's, you know, representing Team USA at the Olympics with you? John's one of our, our best leaders in our program for sure. And I think it's, you know, it's come from, you know, the tribulations and trials he's had throughout his life. And, you know, he's, he's uh, in the Marine Corps, he's a family man, you know, he's a husband, he's a father, he, you know, he does things right. And uh, he's taken a, on a big role as a, in a leader in our program. And not only just in our program for the entire organization, he's on the he's the athlete advisory rep for the athletes. Uh, he sits on he sits on the board at USA Wrestling. So, I mean, John is is just a consummate leader, and I think that that training from the Marine Corps has kind of put him in the position that he's in. And uh, he's got an incredible mindset, and, and he's a great competitor. So we're we're totally thrilled with the progress John's made. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, he looks better at this weight class than he did at the, the weight class below, which was a non-Olympic weight class. And uh, I just feel really confident in, in John's abilities to go out and perform and come home with some medals for the United States. Well, thank you. Just talk a little bit about this training environment and uh, what training has looked like for you guys before we head into Tokyo next week. Yeah, well, uh, just specifically, since we've gotten here, we, we've got uh, the full support of the city in Nakatsugawa. Uh, they've, they've provided us with housing and, and a training site where we got four, four Olympic mats. They're going to be the same kind of mats we're going to compete at. Um, they've provided us recovery centers for, for our athletes here. Um, we're just – the work's done for, for our guys. We, we've had a couple – Really good training camps, one with all three styles. We had one with just the Greco-Roman team. And then uh, the athletes all had uh, opportunities to have their own training system, whether it was go overseas for competition, go overseas for training, or stay back with their clubs and their programs. Um, really, it was between their their coaches. It's a What we do is we, we work with the personal coaches a lot. 
with the national team and, and the athletes specifically and, and try to meet their needs. And uh, sometimes we, we're asking for things maybe in a certain time, but it's this give and take relationship where we want you at this camp, tell us what, we, what you need, and we want to help support that in, in any capacity we're capable of. And so I think we've done a really great job this year of just, you know, working together and, and saying that here's what, here's what we want and then get the athletes what they want and their personal coaches what they all feel they need. And I think here the work's done. We're, we're just trying to keep them fresh and, and continue our training and just sharpen our skills, working on their strengths and, and the, the tactics and strategies that they will be using at the Olympic Games. That is the show today, guys. Um, that's really the show all week. I hope uh, you enjoyed kind of this resurgence of the podcast. Um, you know, I know I mentioned kind of when I first came back earlier this week that I'm working on a handful of new things to try and get ready for the uh, the upcoming wrestling season. And I've got a handful of interviews planned um, through the remainder of this off season. I say off season, but not long after this, there's going to be a world team trials event. There's going to be separate age level world championships. I mean, the wrestling doesn't really ever stop, but just especially now after the year that we had last year um, and just like wrestling making its valiant return, there's just, it seems like there's just going to be one competition after another, after another, and it's going to continue all the way through, you know, the end of summer into fall. And then before you know it, the, uh, the 21, 22 winter season, we're going to be wrestling some folk style here before too much longer. Um, so we've got some fun stuff, uh, planned. I'm going to probably be back after the Olympics are done to kind of recap what we saw there in Tokyo. Um, Got a handful of other interviews and events coming up. So, um, you know, we are back in full force. We took a few months off. So I hope you guys appreciate just kind of the overload of podcasts this week. Um, We'll get to a more regular um, off-season-esque schedule um, once we get through the Olympics. And then after that, um, hopefully revamping a few things, maybe some new music, um, couple other things that I'm going to try to get in the works as we kind of navigate through football season um, and the remainder of the wrestling off season to get ready for the 2021 season or the 21-22 season excuse me see I'm not even ready for it um, but yeah that's uh, you know that was the show today um, again Olympic wrestling begins tomorrow night uh, we're going to have uh, you know two Greco weights and a women's weight I believe Adeline Gray goes first as well as Ildar Hafizov um, and then they'll also have Greco-Roman 130 kilos go as well that starts Saturday night and then it's wrestling all week long so so I know I'm going to be watching and tweeting and covering as much as I can here and there. Um, I hope you guys kind of join in on the conversation and stay up late with all of us crazies that are going to watch all the action. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a roller coaster of emotion. But hey, man, it's the Olympics. Um, this is what these these guys and gals train for, um, and it's going to be a really special showing. Um, you know, really, a, really a, a prime opportunity, I think, for a lot of these wrestlers to kind of um, you know get get this unique stage that you know I know that the World Championships are a big deal every year, but the Olympics there's just something a little bit different about the Olympics. Um, so it's going to be awesome to try and see these guys and gals run down their dreams here over the next week. Um, but that's all we've got today, you guys. Thanks a bunch again for listening today and all week. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin. Be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Um, handful of stories that I've written throughout this week and this summer can be found in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.